Hello and welcome to Whiskey and Popcorn. The pandemic continues to dictate our lives here on WP and studios are still adapting to this new frontier. It feels like I'm living in the clashes, should I stay or should I go? We've seen a few filmmakers try to push their movies into theaters, and it was near total failure. And it's not that the movies are bad, it's just that everyone is used to staying home. Exactly, and that's what we're continuing to do. Today we come with a new film that, at its core, is a buddy movie, but our two best friends spend more time fighting than getting along. Oh yeah, you could definitely say that they're frenemies. Oh yeah, that's fair. And there's definitely a lot of like cringe-worthy awkwardness to go around, which of course is very unlike our friendship. Oh uh, no, we we are like the best of cosmic friends. Let's be real. <laughs> <laughs> She's Tuesday. I'm Kaylee. Get cozy on the couch because it is time for some whiskey and popcorn. Today we're talking about The Climb. The film premiered back in 2019 at France's Cannes Film Festival, winning the Jury du Pierre Prize, and then it actually went on to win the Jury Prize at the Deville Film Festival in France. And then it went on to play in the 2019 Toronto International Film Festival, 2020 Sundance, and it earned a Best First Feature nomination from the Independent Spirit Awards. Now, it's about two friends, Kyle and Mike, who grew up together. They're practically brothers, at least until Mike sleeps with Kyle's fiance, which leads to probably the best five-minute intro of any movie I've seen in quite a while. The once unbreakable friendship is instantly shattered, but not completely destroyed. Right. We see that Mike returns to Kyle's life as a broken, toxic individual, toxic to himself, but also to everyone around him. After the unexpected death of that woman they both loved, who Mike ultimately stole. And we see them stumble through years of rage, heartbreak, reunion, and laughter that re-cement their close bond, which seems to have no boundaries, both good or bad. <laughs> right. Here's a clip from the trailer. Mike, I'm getting married. How awesome is that? Awesome. She loves me for who I am. And, and I love her for who she is. I can't wait to spend the rest of my life with her. Kyle, I slept with her. What? What do you mean, slept? Kyle hates me. He should hate you. I know. I'm a bad friend. Oh, my God. Mike, are you serious? What you did to him was selfish. Kyle's selfless. He always thinks about other people first. I invited Mike for Christmas. What? He is not doing well. We were his only family, and now he has no one. Mike's in the living room. He got fat, right? Yeah. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Oh, oh my God! Is that Mike? Yeah, fat. Now, the film was written by Michael Angelo Covino, who plays Mike, and Kyle Marvin, who plays Kyle. So, not a big stretch here. The story is partially based on their real life, 
The more dramatic plot points are just fiction, which is really good for the real life of Mike and Kyle, because that would be embarrassing. (laughs) So right off the bat, what did you think Tuesday? You know, it's definitely a bro movie. I wouldn't say like bromance, but it's definitely is a male-dominated movie. And what's interesting is I always try to explain Sundance movies to people and they never quite get it. This is like the perfect example of what I would say, like, go watch this film if you want an idea of what it's like to sit in a more indie, sometimes relatable, but more more real-feeling film. And yeah. like, the climb is exactly what I would give to them to explain that because it's it's a directorial debut, super indie, um, really toggling on the relationships between people. And I found it to be very interesting and very Sundance-y, if I can make that a word. Sure. <laughs> we'll, we'll allow it. Right. Awesome. The thing that I like is it's it's very true. When I see male relationships, it's very much the let's punch each other out, have a beer, and we'll talk in like a year or two. And that's very much how this goes. You know, we're we're watching throughout basically their lifetimes from being friends back, you know, in kind of college days to both of them kind of going through rock bottom stages at opposite times. Mm -hmm. And I liked that they came back together when someone was struggling so, so badly that the last thing they could turn to was their longtime friend. And I I really appreciated that. One of the big highlights I liked was the long form filming that Mm -hmm. they did. I I discussed the intro because it's really like six minutes of nonstop filming. It's really like, like it could almost be a, the first 10 minutes could be its own short. (laughs) like it kind of was like the the genesis of this uh started off as a short had the about two friends on a bike ride and that's what we see opening the film and that was what they springboarded off into this bigger piece oh i love it i didn't know that (laughs) and uh you know for me i was really digging this sort of um a european vibe type of film it's still like very much an american film with a European flavor to it. But the one thing that I was also getting from it is like, there's this quirkiness to it that reminded me of uh, Wes Anderson in that everything was sort of episodic. Like there were chapters. Um, We saw this also in Taika Waititi's Hunt for the Wilder People. Uh, You know, it's, it's this interesting device that kind of breaks up the drama yet shifts us forward in time that is not cumbersome in any way. Like I really enjoyed that throughout the whole thing, this theme of bike riding and French music as well uh, was very intriguing to me. I like this, you know, cycling metaphor that in one sense they're pedaling as fast as they can and they're getting nowhere or in another way, they're ending up right where they started because the end of the film, they're bike riding again And it's almost like they didn't go anywhere. (laughs) And yet all this stuff happened from, you know, the breaking up of the marriage at the very beginning to 
the reconciling sort of throughout the middle to uh, Mike trying to break up Kyle's next wedding because <laughs> he doesn't think the girl is right for him. So, you know, it, it had this very like well-written nicely wrapped storytelling that I feel like has layers that fit together so seamlessly that as a viewer, you could just really appreciate the craft of storytelling in this film. And it's, it's definitely similar to the biking. It's, it's a slow climb, but when you see those connections happening and, you know, probably about halfway through the film, I was like, Oh, so this is what we're going to do. You know, we're just going to go back to these like ebbs and flows Mm-hmm. And it it just the thing the word I keep coming back to is it's very authentic. Yeah, I, I yeah. felt like there was no. I mean, minus cheating, which is pretty horrible. There aren't you know huge things. There aren't like someone gets cancer and that becomes like the precipice of this film, or they, like it's just this slow climb to learning about how these two people develop and how they learn or are very toxic for each other. Yeah. Yeah. And I kind of want to touch on the uh, awkward comedy. Like this is not a belly laugh film. Like I was definitely laughing cerebrally. It was more those cringe grins, I would say. There was one scene though that I did bust up laughing. It's uh, a moment where Kyle gets kidnapped uh, and it turns out it's his friends kidnapping him for his bachelor party. I guess you could say take two. (laughs) And he was so freaking out. And then the two guys, the friends who kidnapped him are both using the Batman voice. And like they get into this fight over who gets to use the Batman voice. And it was just so ridiculous. Yet, like you said to say, so like, grounded in reality like i could definitely see bros having that sort of argument on who gets to have the batman voice in this fake kidnapping scenario oh completely like and when we mean it's not slapstick like there's definitely times in this indie film where i was like wait am i supposed to be laughing or am i supposed to feel sorry for him or am i am i supposed to relate to him like i I was constantly questioning when I was supposed to laugh and when I was like, oh, you just dropped like a truth bomb and that was not cool. Uh, yeah. You know, like, did you, did you get a sense of that? I did. I did. There's a lot of that. Again, I think it, it's that awkwardness. Like, I shouldn't be laughing at this. This is not funny. And yet you kind of are because it's just so incredible that this is all this bad stuff is happening to this guy, whether it's Kyle or Mike. And, you know, it makes you kind of sympathize with them because at first Mike is just such a jerk for stealing the fiance. And then he comes back and he's a drunkard and he's selfish. And then you kind of see him pull himself out of the slump and start to worry about Kyle. And then, the new woman that he's going to marry just convinced that she is not right for him because she keeps trying to change him. And he, he doesn't like that for, for Kyle. So, you know, it, it's a lot of hit and misses as friendships, but I think again, that grounds us in a reality because nothing goes perfectly smooth. This is not a fairy tale uh, bromance, like you said, and it's also not a bridesmaids or dumb and dumber comedy. This is a dramedy for sure. Yeah. 
But the thing that I do appreciate about it is we don't necessarily get to see these kind of intimate relationships played out in film. And with- Especially between like men. And I mean this in like, you get to see these men be vulnerable and toxic to each other. And I just feel like I haven't quite seen that since like the post Me Too in a way that it seems to be handled right. Yeah, you totally took the words out of my mouth. It was just a lot of men in film get a very surface value. Like, oh, I want to drink. Oh, I want to get laid. And I'm here for jokes. Mm -hmm. And it's time for us to be supportive in men being more emotional and vulnerable and really seeing kind of an inside take of what a true adult male and male friendship looks like. Mm-hmm. Even if there are very toxic aspects of it, because let's be honest, like Mike was just a jerk of a friend. It doesn't matter whether yeah. he was uh, on a high or on a low. But and that I can't say that that doesn't happen. That happens in all types of relationships. But just to be able to see some more intimate portrayals of male relationships was much appreciated. Exactly. At least at well, white male relationships <laughs> at the very least. I don't know how well it might translate for other audiences, but I I could recommend this film. It's worth seeing at least once. You know, it's a nice diversion and I had fun watching it. Yeah, it's just a nice mellow watch, you know, that you can sit down um, have a beer, you know, and and watch. It's going to be available this week on Amazon Prime Streaming. Well, with that being said, all good bro fights end in a drink, right? Oh, absolutely. Girls fight and talk crap about each other. Boys punch each other out and have a beer. And that is what I thought would be super appropriate for our drink today. So I picked a 60-minute IPA by Dogfish Head Brewery. It is a lighter IPA, but super crisp and a little bit of bitterness, which I thought was just perfect for exactly how our movie was. <laughs> that drink is actually on par with this with this film, especially I'm thinking about that ice fishing scene where yeah. you're sitting <laughs> over the ice and yet you're still drinking cold beer. So. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, but at least if it's a little bit stronger, maybe you feel like, you know, it's just right. Um, I was thinking, at first I was leaning towards red wine, but because a lot of this film just, it felt cold because it was set in winter, and we finally had a little cold weather here in Phoenix. Cold for us, anyways. Finally! So I'm just going to go with uh, my new favorite Irish whiskey, which is Kildare Irish Whiskey. I found it at Total Wines and more. Uh, Shameless plug for the wine store. I wish we were sponsored. You can sponsor us. (laughs) (laughs) And it just goes down so well. So, you know, just have a nice glass of that with, you know, a nice little ice ball in it and you're good to go. It feels like a classy bro drink. Oh, completely. Well, I mean, hopefully you'll save some for me. Uh, Well, you just got to come on over, pandemic or no. I miss your face. Right? Real life, guys. Make sure to (laughs) regularly get tested. And when you do, see your friends. And we're coming into a great holiday uh, season. So expect some super fun holiday-related movies coming around. 
absolutely. And also make sure that you follow us on social media. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram. And of course, if you haven't yet, bookmark our website, whiskeyandpopcorn.org. She's Tuesday. I'm Kaylee. Thanks again so much for tuning in. And we will catch you on the next movie review.